Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In 2014, a failed stand-up comic entered a contest called The Hunt for the Host. He did not win. Later, he was joined by an underperforming Oregon State fullback with a community college degree. These men, neither having earned the position and possessing no real skills, continue on as radio personalities. If you have nothing better to do on a Saturday morning, and if you can find them, maybe you can hear The Sinner and the Saint. Starring Luke Anderson. Get on, we got on a uh, we got on gentleman's clubs. How oh. you like those? Oh, pay him right there. Mouse, no. It is now. Devolved into that. And Will Darkens. Ear or eye? Where do you want it? On 1080 The Fan. <laughs> What up? Hour two of the Center of the Saint. You missed anything from hour one. Podcast available at 1080thefan.com. It's brought to you by Les Schwab Tires. Did you know that you can listen to this program on your smartphone, your smart speaker, or your desktop computer? You don't need to rely simply on AM radio anymore because radio.com and the radio.com app. It's also got Rewind. You ever use the Rewind feature on that uh, radio.com, Will Darkens? What's that? I can't hear you when your microphone's not turned on. I do quite a bit. Yeah. You can rewind and re-listen to things. You learn something new every day. You can rewind this show. That's right, Guy Fieri. Look at that fat. Uh, right now, uh, we are very, very excited for the triumphant return of our friend, Jen Ellis. Woo! Multnomah County reopened, so that means we get you back. Hey, now. We normally have you on uh, during the uh, during the summer to talk baseball, but before we can get into not baseball talk, uh, what's been going on? What's your life been like uh, during the stay home, mm. stay safe era? Well, uh, I moved from northeast Portland to southeast Portland, so Ooh. that was fun. Um, I had a birthday without baseball, which was heartbreaking that was, you said that's the first time you're, you've ever had your birthday ever. without a baseball game. I know. I ha- my birthday's around Memorial Day weekend every year, so it's always baseball, 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 and oh my gosh, it was really strange and weird. Yeah, you mm. sent me an email, and you said I it was... I was like, uh-huh. I watched Moneyball and cried. Um, so. For anybody that listened to the program last year, you were the... Um, the field MC for mm-hmm. yeah. the, the Hillsborough Hops. The ballpark MC for the Hillsborough yeah. Hops, right. Yeah. Which, yeah, I mean... Oh gosh, shoot me in the heart. It's sad. Yeah. It's probably, you know, very slim to none chance that we will see any baseball in Hillsborough this year. Yeah. And so. this is, um, this is right when the season would start right now, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, uh, well, the technically the season would have started on 17th, which they would have been on the road 
um, I believe in um, Spokane, maybe. Yeah. And then uh, the home opener would be this Monday night, which, uh. oh, man, I know. It's just like every time I look and see like on my feed, one year ago today, you were doing this. And it's like, oh, my gosh, that was so much fun. I my, my heart's broken. But and then right after that, it's like, you know, you see all these pop up, you know, headlines pop up on your phone and it says, well, you know, slim to none chance, you know, Manfred is, uh, you know, doubtful that there will be any season. And then you see all the positive COVID tests for the Phillies and the and the Blue Jays shutting down their facility right away. And it's like, well, guess that's it. You know, you just kind of feel hopeless. Like there's no there's not going to be MLB this year. I, I feel, you know, it's just I don't stay connected to all the stories because I just don't want to get my hopes up. Yeah, that's a, a fair point. And Will, you had in your update that uh, the all the facilities in Florida and Arizona have been shut down right now? That's mm-hmm. correct. Yep. Jeez. What about Texas? Yeah, I think Texas too, right? Texas or- might be on there as well. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. as Luke was those, saying earlier in the show, it kind of just keeps updating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so. it's, yeah. Every minute there's another update. So yeah. it's not good news. It's like, well. Yeah, no kidding. Well, you have been watching a little bit of uh, Korean. Yeah, a handful of games. I I finally broke down and I was like, well, I guess I should just kind of, you know, take a look and see what it is. And I know a lot of people, you know, kind of got really into it from the beginning. So I'm really kind of on the late train. But I've watched a handful of games in the last week or so. And um, it's it's fun. I like to I like to see guys playing baseball. It's it's great. But it's it's also very strange and eerie because there's nobody in the stands. It's really quiet. And some of the ballparks will have like a bunch of stuffed animals behind home plate, you know, and um, they do have, you know, like a couple of employees there in the ballpark. And, and one of the employees caught a foul ball the other day and the security guard had to take it away from him. Oh, jeez, um, really? Yeah, so it's just kind of weird. There's, you know, barely anybody there. It's just really eerie, but the ballparks look so cool. And um, a lot of the guys um, do some spectacular bat flips. It's a big thing uh, for the KBO, the bat flip. So that's that's one of the big differences uh, in MLB that I've seen so far that I really like. Well, <laughs> in Major League Baseball, the bat flip is um, emascul- emasculating and disrespectful, yes. and it, it, yeah. it makes the pitchers sad. Yeah, uh, so I they know. They get so angry. They can't <laughs> do it because they'll get beaned mm-hmm. their next time around. Yeah. Um, the the no fans thing is is intriguing to yeah. me because the nba is obviously trying to get their return and they're going to do the bubble in, mm-hmm. in disney world um like what is you, you mentioned this when we were talking briefly in the break but the the cadence of the game how mm-hmm. out of sorts does it feel yeah it's so strange and i've i've listened to a few interviews with some of the players as well who have been asked that question what is it like when there are these moments in the game that the stands should be just, you know, in a riot, just so loud and and cheering for, you know, you're you're you've got two strikes and and you know three balls and it's you know the bottom of the inning and you know the bases are loaded and you know you 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 want to hear the the fans cheering and you want to hear that, especially too when you're listening to a broadcast or you're watching a broadcast. It's kind of strange to to not hear those cues that you would normally hear and go, oh, something exciting is about to happen or is happening or, oh, my gosh, we just realized that the guy's throwing a no-hitter and it's, the, yeah. you know, whatever, whatever inning. Um, but, yeah, the, that's what's kind of odd. And, you know, some of the players that I've heard interviewed kind of say the same thing, too, where it's just – they have to they 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 sometimes will get in their heads and mm. you know it's they have to figure out a way to to shake it off and get get out of there but 
Yeah, it's, yeah, I, mean, it's I, guess it, I guess it's interesting. You don't think of it as an escape, uh, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, just being able to, you know, stand out in, in right field or whatever and, and stare up at the stands mm-hmm. and, and you don't think about baseball for yeah. a second. You don't think about the game for a second. Yeah. You see players all the time interacting with fans mm-hmm. where it's, you know, it doesn't have to be a negative or, or a positive or anything. It's just just those casual flipping the ball up to yeah. a kid in the stands exactly. and doing all that. Yeah. It's kind of a almost an escape. Mm-hmm. And you play play your entire career of playing sports and like the one thing that you know you'll never forget is you know like my mom went to nearly every game that I played three yeah. sports throughout high yeah, school yeah. and and you have just you know somebody coming up mm-hmm. and going good game yeah and then to go you're playing at a professional level and yeah. have nothing. nothing nothing and it's you know I mean I know I mentioned it one time before when we were talking about it but um there was uh, one like spring training facility, I think it might have been the White Sox, where they just kind of like pumped in, yeah. you know, over the PA system, crowd noises for them to just kind of get in their groove. And this was way before a pandemic, you know, and it's like, well, why can't they just do that? I'm sure in this day and age with all of the technology, they can figure out to hire some dude that can be able to, you know, put the right uh, cheers in at the right time at the right exciting moment and not fall asleep. But you know, who cares? But I, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. It's, it's hard to get used to, but I still, I still like to, I still like to, to watch a game. There was one guy that was being interviewed and he was like the KBO expert. And he was one of like the super fan of one of the teams, the LG, LG twins. Yeah. Um, and he said, well, you know, some of my friends are fans of this team, that, this other team in KBO that isn't doing very well, and I don't want to rub it in their face. So I just kind of say, oh, hey, what have you been watching on Netflix instead of, like, have you been watching your team lose this whole time? Yeah. Um, and he said, but you know what? Bad baseball is better than no baseball. Yeah. So it's kind of that whole, you know, I think it's not bad baseball. It's just strange, and it's weird to get used to a different atmosphere altogether. So, But it's still, it's really fun to watch. Yeah, I'm, like ex- I'm excited yeah. for the NBA. Um, I think we'll talk about this next if you if you care to join us for the mm-hmm. conversation. But there are a lot of players that are in different levels of interest of returning. Yeah. Um, We're starting to see Kyrie Irving trying to make a push uh, to, to have the players do something that's more impactful with the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. There are other players that have some concerns about reopening in general. So I have a whole list of of NBA players and kind of where they're at with it. We'll, uh, we'll bring Will back into the conversation. Jen Ellis, hey, our great friend, joining you. us for hour two of the Center and the Saint. Let's talk some hoops. We do it next, Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. Welcome back in. Jen Ellis with hey. us. Uh, talked a little baseball there. Interesting to think about the the way that we're going to end up viewing sports. Like you said, watching Korean baseball just feels weird. The NBA, I think, will be um, very compelling, at least at the start, because I just want to see what it looks like and, and as much as it looks like what it sounds like yeah, to, to see an NBA game without crowds. But, again, you have this quarantine. Everybody in uh, in one place, so you're sending 22 NBA teams I'm still curious how many guys not playing will be in attendance to watch the games that are being played. It's certainly not going to be, you know, 20,000 people like you get at Moda Center. Um, but I'm very curious what happens when they return and what it looks like and what it sounds like. I think that's my biggest thing. I'm starting to think they're not going to do it. Really? Uh, I'm starting to think this thing's going to get scrapped. And it'll be a combination of players... Basically viewing it as not in their best interest because as you 
alluded to before we hit this segment was that you know you got guys like Kyrie Irving and Dwight Howard that are starting to convince other players that this isn't the best way to come back and then maybe mm-hmm. yep. hey maybe we shouldn't even come back at all and then now you're seeing this supposed second wave of coronavirus infections that you know I don't know if we can call it an official second wave yet if maybe there's just more ability for people to test and we're just finding mm-hmm. more people yeah, that had it the first wave with or... more or with no symptoms. So I think as that becomes more apparent, I think you're going to see so many more players test positive and they're just going to realize mm-hmm. like, do we really want to just put a bunch of dudes together who are all positive for coronavirus and potentially risk lives? Lou Williams, 50-50 on it. Uh, Donovan Mitchell was one of the names among the uh, original group that was considering not returning. He's he's come out and said that he will uh, – he, he's not with the idea of not playing. Um, LeBron has actually stayed silence on, silent on uh, all of the issues as in regards to it. The Lakers, of course, a team with a, a real chance of winning a championship uh, in in any conditions. Um, but, you know, he thinks that they can do a lot of good by playing. So there are some people that feel on the opposite side where it's like, hey, if you want if you want to be, you know, part of the uh, the narrative, playing basketball is going to draw a lot more eyeballs to anything that we want to say. So it, it does go back and forth. But there's a really interesting article, Will, and I want to get your uh, thoughts on this. The headline reads, NBA Coaches Union Fears Disney Restart Could Put Future Jobs at Risk. Now, this one's really interesting because we oftentimes just think of the players, right? The NBA players are all young and healthy, and we haven't seen people in the prime of their lives cut down by the coronavirus in in vast numbers. But there's also a lot of much older much more at-risk guys that are coaching on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. And now the union is actually in discussion saying like, hey, a lot of these guys don't want to come back partly because their risk factor is a lot higher, but they have concerns that if they don't come back, they're going to be seen as somebody that wasn't loyal to their team and they're going to miss out on future earnings. And so now the union is kind of fighting that. So what do you do if you're a 65-year-old assistant coach? Yeah, no, I don't think they can do that. I mean, you set yourself up for a lawsuit. And the NBA historically, at least in the past 20 years, has been more about the idea of putting the power in the players and the coaches' hands and giving them as much freedom as possible. And I think that when you have a circumstance like this, you have to be as accommodating as possible to people's health concerns. Yep. You just have to be. I mean, wh- who do you think they are? Baseball? <laughs> <laughs> Alvin Gentry, uh, New Orleans Pelicans head coach, uh, 65. Mike D'Antoni is 69. Greg Popovich, 71 years old. So there is some risk in just returning to that. And I don't know if you're Greg Popovich. Your spurs are on the outside looking in. How bad do you want to be in there and see what happens? I I just believe that there's enough of a mixed feeling among players that they look at this and they're kind of like, eh, I don't want to risk the health concern. And I think there's legitimately dudes who go, I don't feel like this is going to count even if I win it. Hmm. I, I just don't. And I kind of feel that way too. Like if they actually get this thing off the ground and it works, I'm I'm going to kind of blow over whoever wins it. Yeah. I'm just going to kind of be like, eh. it depends on, <laughs> on, on what it looks like when it happens too. Cause if you, if you have I just some... think you're going to get dudes that'll test positive constantly and yeah. it'll just decimate rosters. Like, I think we were joking about that last week where it's like, it'll just be <laughs> last man standing. I, I think legitimately it's going to be last man standing and it, it's just going to be an illegitimate title. 
Just and everybody will view it like that. Half, half the league will be lost to injury. Yeah. The other half will be lost to coronavirus. Dude, you know. And it'll just be like J.J. Jabrea running down the court by himself, putting layups and going, all right, another point for us. I mean, you know those dudes are going to leave the bubble. Maybe know where J.J. Barea is. If they do leave 10 days, that's 10 days they have to stay off the court in quarantine. Yeah. That's two games probably, depending on what your series is. They can't see anybody until after – the second round, or I'm sorry, until the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, no family, no friends yeah. coming in until this is, I, I mean, it's a good idea. I get it. You got to make some sacrifices on both ends. But I think that this thing's going to really come to a head by the time we hit July. And it's just going to turn into like, no, we can't. We just can't do this. And it sucks because I would really like for there to be basketball on all day. I think Dirt and Sprague were talking about that. Like, potentially, you could have it. So, like, there would be one week where all it was was NBA games every day <laughs> yeah. from, like, yeah. 9 to 5. That'd be great. Well, That'd be sick. Yeah, well, it'd be, it'd be kind of like the open gym style. It's like, all right, court's free. Bring in the, bring in the uh, Pelicans and the, uh, and the Suns. All right, next game up. <laughs> next game up, Lakers Clips. Let's go. And just... <laughs> Have a guy running through, and you just do a live feed. Mike Breen's uh, switching out with Gus Johnson or whatever, and just guys rotating through. And then he's rotating through. Bang! <laughs> Bang! He's on the bench. Bang! Um, broadcasters probably won't even be there, though, too. They were saying. I mean, there was an interview, Real Sports. Uh, Wait, for real? Yeah, so Mike Breen uh, was on with uh, Brent Gumbel. Uh, who else was on there? Joe Buck, Jim Nance. We're all kind of talking about just what might happen mm-hmm. from the broadcaster perspective. Um, and Mike Breen's like, oh, yeah, we'll probably just do it from the studio. How stupid is that? Yeah. Well, how old's Mike Breen? 40. <laughs> he ain't 40. He's like a really good-looking 40-year-old. Mike Breen <laughs> is much older than that. Okay, let me guess again. 44. 59. Okay. 59 years old. So he's a little younger than I thought. But, um, but yeah, but going at, like. Dude, that's weak. You want to go in it, then you have to isolate? That's weak sauce. They should at least bring him in and put him in, like, another bubble. You another know what I mean? broadcaster a bubble, bubble. A bubble. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Two but, bubbles. Yeah. So, well, well, NBA, normally the broadcasters like are right there. Bubble boy with Jake Gyllenhaal. I want those bros rolling around. What's in a, the uh, booger mobile, except NBA COVID style. It's the fewest number of people you need to get this whole broadcast to work, too. Two. Two? You need well, one. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. You Jesus. mean on air, right? <laughs> you have one guy running a camera and oh. another guy talking. I, I thought you meant on air people. I mean, no, I mean, I mean, the whole like, the crew? What, yeah, the what's what does the production crew look like? I, they're not going to inter- interact with the players. Do to they, be quite honest, do they have a bubble? To be quite honest, you can do almost everything remotely at this point. Like, people on the ground. So let's say... Wait, you're mad at Mike Breen for being in the studio, but you're ah. okay with, like, the remote control cameras and everything. Hey, man. <laughs> so, Just okay. throw up a steady cam. So let's say you need, what, three people, right? I'm just going to count uh, Mark, Gundy, and Breen, right? Sure. That's the ESPN crew. <laughs> and they're doing nine to five, seven yes. days a yes. week. Yes, yes, yes. the exhaustion of that. Dude, it'll be like a tennis tournament where they just quit talking for 30 minutes at a time. <laughs> So you can hear the grunts. Yeah, you just kind of like that. So, so you got those three dudes, right? You got somebody remotely controlling your game camera, mm-hmm. right? The the one that's up in the press box. So you don't need that. Uh, maybe you get two cameramen on the court 
one on each end for sure. for like free throws. Yeah. And then after that, you need a MC for sound, and that's it. Who's the NBA player that when the NBA returns with full fans is kind of upset because he liked it being quiet? <laughs> Who's the guy that is like, you know, I mean, it's great to have the fans back, but I kind of I preferred the the Kevin solitude. Durant. Kevin Durant, if he was playing, <laughs> it would totally be Kevin Durant. Either that or James Harden. <laughs> oh, it'll be it'll be James Harden and Russ. Russell yeah. Westbrook. They'll be like. I actually kind of liked hearing my thoughts out there. And, uh, Bull crap. <laughs> they had 2K piping in. <laughs> so <laughs> stupid. Who's the, who's the guy whose free throw percentage goes way up without fans? Oh, I don't know. Dwight Howard, maybe. <laughs> Dwight Howard yeah. just starts shooting at a 95% That's also kind of a... what happens to the What happens to the overall free throw percentage if they come back and play in quarantine? Does it go up? I think, yeah. Well, actually, I was thinking about that with free throws. Like, how are they going to manage sound for that? With, well, think about it. Because they're they just going to be swearing at the guy. Well, no, but if they have, like, piped-in sound from fans, usually the opposing team mm-hmm. ha- always has louder oh, experience yeah. at the free-throw line, right? Yeah. Like, people are behind the stands well, just yeah, yeah, whooping yeah. it up. But Fox mm-hmm. has said when they pipe in sound, they're going to do it only for television purposes. They're not going to pump so it into the, the players stadium. don't hear it? Yeah. That's dumb. Isn't well, that weird? Yeah. I, well, the whole thing is weird. Kind of a They're soul out of body. They're talking about playing basketball in a bubble. You're worried yeah. about how weird the sound is. The whole thing is weird. Hey, mm-hmm. don't get upset, oh, okay? Sorry. Don't get upset. We agree with you. Yeah. Okay. Don't sorry. get upset because Mike Breen can't be there. <laughs> You're the one. I love it how you put Mike Breen out immediately. <laughs> he said it. He's... What makes you think I want Mike Breen there? Dude, screw Mike Breen. He's not that great. Mike Breen is like an insurance I agent. Him, I just heard him say the words to me through my television set. I want Kevin Harlan there. Yeah, who doesn't? Get, give me Kevin and Reggie. You cut but, down on their group of three, too. Yeah. Like, why the hell do they have three people for ESPN's crew for play-by-play? I don't know. Like, does Mark Jackson really add a lot? Like, really? No, Mark Jackson doesn't Mark, add Mark Jackson anything. really just adds the canned lines of, he tried hard. That was a big effort. Wow, that's a huge shot. They need this right now. I think that's it, it. I think it's somewhere in in Van Gundy's contract where he's like, uh, "Also, can I get Mark Jackson with me?" Yeah, <laughs> former oh, that'd player. be sick. You know they're bringing tennis back too, right? Well, tennis seems like a natural uh, fit for social distancing. Yeah, the U.S. Open. They're going to do it on time. Boom! Just no fans, there which is go. crazy because Arthur Ashe Stadium is effing huge. How are they going to quiet down? Uh, no fans. Are they still going to have the guy with the signs? Now, see, that is going to be, I think, weird. Is tennis with no crowd? Really? Yes, it'll be really weird. I think NBA with no crowd is not as weird as tennis. Really? Other than drunk Woody Harrelson, I cannot think of a single. Well. Dude, I cannot think of a single crowd moment. Grand, Grand Slam audiences are frigging loud. Yeah, but then they... It will sh- get weird. Yeah. It'll just be... Psh, 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 and then a point will go, and you'll hear nothing. Yeah, I guess that'll be kind of weird. Not one that, thing. Because they go... Well, that's the other thing about tennis audio, is it goes from the crowd being completely uh, yeah. silent to an eruption. Yep. Yeah. 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 And so when there's golf. like a huge point or like a big serve, like you'll yeah. hear nothing. And the players won't do anything either. Like, the players feed off the crowd pretty hard. Like, golf, it's a, at least it's kind of like, okay, whatever. Like, three-quarters of the time they hit it, it's quiet anyway. Yeah. 503-250-1080 is the fan text line. Uh, Jen, mm-hmm. I need you to start thinking of horse names. Will, 
Belmont Steaks coming up. Mm, steak. I've, well, no, oh. not horse steaks. <laughs> what? I'm just kidding. Uh, horse steak? <clears throat> Have you ever had horse meat? No. Me neither. Well, I'm eating that Jack in the Box. Oh, well, that was kangaroo um, meat. Yeah. That's the kang- tacos. Wait, for real, though? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that was the rumor in the 80s. Yeah, 80s? It was like yeah, they, they kangaroo came, meat at, ta- at uh, Jack, Jack in the, the Box. Thing, yeah. <laughs> kangaroo Wait. meat. And then they had the mad cow disease, I believe. Oh, okay. And then uh, E. coli. They had done it all. How is kangaroo meat less expensive than just regular meat? A lot of kangaroos out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot of kangaroos. in America. A lot of roos in there. Oh, I didn't think of that. Crikey. Got too many ruse. See, see if we can get one of the American fast food chains to take it off our hands. Those rumors, I think, are so easy to squash because you're just like, oh, really? Kangaroo meat? Would you eat kangaroo meat if I presented it to you? Uh, you don't no. eat. You eat spam. Maybe back, I don't know, a few years ago. Yeah. I would have tried some kangaroo meat. Jen, you eating kangaroo meat if I present it to you? Mm, um, what if we served you kangaroo meat on the kangaroo pouch? No, like in a in a so. pita pocket? Yeah, no. No, you wouldn't do it? I don't think so. No. All right. I'm not into it. Okay. No thanks. Well, let's talk horse steaks. I mean, mm-hmm. Belmont steaks. Uh, and Steak. horse names. We'll do that next after this <laughs> sports interrupt. So I looked at this earlier and I didn't read it to you, Will. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do it now. Okay. So how coarse is a tiger's tongue? <laughs> a tiger's tongue? A tiger's tongue. I told you a tiger's tongue is very rough. As in the case with all felines, a tiger's tongue is as rough as sandpaper covered with small hook-shaped growths <gasps> called papillae or something, Paper. Uh, which point towards the back of the mouth. And uh, they resemble a rough surface filled with a thousand tiny teeth. They have the touch and feel of a hairbrush. I don't know if it'll rip your skin off, but that it gets very kill close. you. I didn't say it would kill you. I said it'd rip your skin. That I do not have proof of, but they do have very. And then they have. Apparently, they're made out of the same uh, protein as your fingernails. You actually put research into this. I did. I researched it, then I got distracted because uh, Jen was here hanging out with us, and I got all distracted, and I didn't get to read you your your thing. So I thought it would be fun. Belmont Steaks. Mm. Familiar with the Belmont Steaks? They're delicious. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Horse Steaks. Yeah. Uh, so the Belmont Steaks is today. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. No fans, right? Uh, yeah, no fans, and they've reordered it. The Belmont Steaks is uh, normally, I think, the second leg of the Triple Crown. Right, Kentucky Derby, then Belmont. Yeah, that's the way I believe that it normally goes. Uh, but because of the whole COVID thing, the Kentucky Derby is now going to be run second, and the Preakness is third. Uh, are they concerned about the horses getting COVID? I don't think so. Dogs can't get it, but I think cats can, yeah. or maybe uh, sheep. So they don't know moose. If horses I think moose fainting can get goats it. can fainting goats, but not all goats. Just the <laughs> I don't fainting. Know. Do they know, know what animals can get COVID yet? Ah, yeah. You know what? I don't know. Let's check Let's the. Ask the Google machine. All right, you two talk amongst <laughs> yourselves. I'll say see what animals. Well, I was gonna say like you know it almost doesn't matter. I don't, I don't know if you have to do it because right don't they like kill horses once? What now? Well, they're useless. Well, <laughs> it's it, where the Belmont steaks. If they come break from. a toenail, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, COVID-19 and animals from the CDC. Nice. There you go. What's um, the first animal? Cat? Uh, Great. I have two of those. There's a picture of a tiger on here. Hey. What? The first case of an animal testing positive for COVID-19 was a tiger. Oh, my gosh. At the New York Zoo. Are you sure that's not in your Instagram feed? Because we were just talking about tigers. CDC.gov slash coronavirus forward slash 2019 NCOVE daily life forward slash animals. He doesn't have several Several lions. Uh, A number of pet cats and dogs have been reportedly infected by the Mm. virus in several countries, including the United States. Most of these pets became sick after contact with humans with COVID-19. Several lions and tigers at the New York Zoo test positive for SARS-CoV-2 and show signs of COVID-19. Okay, I'm just going to put this out there, all right? And I don't... You know, I I know it might sound a little out there. Sure. Okay. Sure. I'm getting sick of the new symptoms. Oh, yeah? (laughs) It's one of those things where, like, you can describe if something's wrong with Like, ah, I have a headache. Yeah, you might have it. My ribs are still sore. Do you think Mm -hmm. that's COVID-19? That's it. Yeah, that's actually a symptom. They just announced it the other day. I stubbed my toe. It's covid my yeah. toe's starting to turn purple. Oh, you yep. definitely have it. Well, no, actually, I hit it on a door. Oh, no, that causes you to get it. Yep. Yeah. Well, actually, the <laughs> symptom is you kicking a door. Yeah. It's actually the <laughs> weird habit. All you do is kick doors. Yeah, you, you definitely have it. COVID. I feel like that's the case with coronavirus is that, like, they don't know enough about it. And so it pisses me off when they bring out these, like, new studies, like the whole toilet thing. But apparently if you flush a toilet, it creates, like, a COVID cloud. What? Oh, yeah, I didn't hear that. What? Yes. The COVID no. toilet cloud. Yes. Oh, no. If you flush a toilet, it creates a, to- uh, uh, a COVID cloud oh. that, like, spreads out in a room. And I go, oh, really? Does it? Yeah. Oh, because all the testing you did definitely confirms we, that. Really? We, no, Will, we had to move our toilet out of the middle of the living room room and into a different room because of that <laughs> i mean yeah we we've, we've done a lot of in my house because we have two toilets yeah. we have two toilets one's in the hall in between all the bedrooms and the other one was in the middle of the living room. we had to move both of them into specific rooms for toilets to avoid the the deadly toilet cloud i mean i understand it's a health thing that you have to put everything out there right that you have to be like oh you know some people lose feeling in their feet or their legs or whatever, you know, these crazy things, you lose smell or taste, but it's like, they'll come out and they make it so official. And then like two weeks later, they're like, Oh no, that's actually not the case. Yeah. Wash doing- your hands constantly. Yeah. Oh, it actually doesn't nah, live on surfaces very long. Oh wait, it does live on some surfaces though. Well, wait, not those surfaces. A- any face mask, any face covering is better than nothing. Actually, we're finding out that those single layer ones are actually much worse because yeah. they trap it and then you you sneeze on it and then you kill everybody. Yes. Yeah. Uh, hey. <laughs> COVID nineteen was recently discovered in mink which is closely related to ferrets on multiple farms in the Netherlands. The mink showed respiratory and gastrointestinal signs. Uh, The farm also experienced increased mink deaths. They throw paint on it. (laughs) That might fix it. Well, why do you think they have mink farms? (laughs) Wait, that's what mink is? It's like a ferret. It's a ferret? It's it's closely uh, yeah. related to a ferret. I've heard of mink scarves. Yeah. Mink I just, stole. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. I didn't know what the hell it was, though. Yeah, looks like that. Uh, recent research shows that ferrets, cats, and the <laughs> golden Syrian hamsters <laughs> can be extreme. Uh, uh, ex, 
potentially affected by the virus because they're spreading it. Uh, the, African, the golden what? The golden Syrian hamsters. Oh, hamster. Yeah. Uh, also, That's a sick band name. Uh, the the rhesus macaques, uh, another kind you of sure macaque. Macaw. Uh, pretty sure, it's because they're talking about monkeys and the oh. African green monkey. Oh. Also, the common marmosets uh, have been getting it. Mice, pigs, chicken, and ducks. I can't tell if you're putting on. Do not seem to be infected by. If it. you're putting on your Pacific Northwest <laughs> accent for some of these, macaques, macaque. Macaques. Macaques and monkey, my Pacific Northwest. When I say green monkey, it sounds very Northwest. Green. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, mice, pigs, chicken, and ducks do not seem to become infected by uh, the spread of COVID-19. So All everybody's right. house pets in Portland are okay. Like yeah. All the chickens and birds. We're safe. <laughs> We're for, safe. Horse, for now. Horses <laughs> seem to be fake. Do, do you want me to go through the list of names, <laughs> horse names, or have you Yeah, let's on? hear horse names. All right, yeah. this is uh, For the Win gave me the uh, horse names for the Belmont Stakes in reverse order. Number 10. This is this year's? This, this year's. Okay. Their 10th favorite name is Farmington Road. I actually really like that name for a horse. Farmington Road. Okay. Number nine, Modernist. Uh-huh. Eight, four left. And that's F-O-R-E left. Oh, he's a uh, bowling fan. Yeah. Number number seven, Dr. Post. Jungle Dr. Runner. Post? Dr. Post. Yeah. Jungle Runner, number six, uh, favorite name on there. Okay. Uh, pneumatic. Right. Mm. Tis the law, T-I-Z the law is the fourth favorite name uh, by four, the win. Uh, Sol Volante, Sol Volante, which is Italian for flying sun. Sol Volante. Sol Volante. <laughs> I didn't, well, that's why I thought it was Italian. Then I changed Italian. my accent a little bit. Sol Volante. Yeah. I'm going to beat the salsa. Yeah. Uh, number two favorite <laughs> name from For the Win is... Max Player, which is, uh, yeah, uh, they made some Simpsons reference that was actually not quite a Simpsons reference, mm. so I'm not going to read you that. And uh, the best name, at least according to For the Win, is Tap It to Win. Ah. I was hoping the number one would be like David. <laughs> Rick. Rick. Carl. Rick the horse. Going for Carl Rick. the horse. Uh, Rick the jerk horse. <laughs> Full, full name is Rick the Jerk Horse. This horse a is a D-bag. One of my favorite <laughs> segments is uh, for when we talk uh, what to watch, uh, when Jen is here, uh, especially <laughs> because Will and Jen will get into a conversation about terrible trash reality television, and it will be wonderful. So we will do what to watch next, <laughs> and we'll wrap this thing up. Uh, this is uh, The Sinner and the Saint on a station we call 1080 The Fan. Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore Showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer, Will Darkins. 
And increasingly out of touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. And are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. Before I turn it over for reality reality television talk with uh, Jen and Will, I will say that my wife and I uh, watched The Good Place, uh, the first three seasons. Have either of you watched The Good Place? Uh, Ted Danson. Uh, watched one episode. Yeah? Didn't do it for you? No. Yeah, Kristen Bell. Yeah. Uh, Kristen Bell, Ted Danson. Uh, I've not seen it. I will say that I thought we were going to be out early, and then once you get into it, uh, I found it to be delightful. We're all kind of, there's a, a new season, but it's not on any of the streaming platforms, so we're waiting for Hulu to grab it. But uh, yeah, they only have one season left. But I like The Good Place. Mm. Uh, you only watch one episode. Give it another try. That's no, I won't. Fine. fine. Net- Network TV is terrible. Okay. It's so bad. Okay. I bet, right. I bet you like, uh, what was it? This is us. I bet you love that. No, I did not watch this is us. <laughs> this is us. Have you ever watched it? This no. is us. Oh gosh. Dude. It, you, oh man. Make you cry. Mm. It's, it's really like heart wrenching. I mean, they really just rip your heart out every episode. Oh, like, no, I can't tell you. Huh? I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. No, no, for really? real. It's like, no, no. I mean, I've only seen maybe five or six episodes of it, but I just, I couldn't keep watching it because it's like every episode there's something very sad and heart-wrenching and depressing and it's like oh god see i don't need that in my no. life it's I, like I've, yeah i respect that this family is different and they do all these things in different ways and blah 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 blah. but yeah oh god i can't it's, I, it's too i feel much. like with most network shows now like they have to really shove the theme down your throat yeah. mm-hmm. like there's no nuance to anything that mm-hmm. they write where it's just like you know with this is us it's like these, this family's very sad. They're sad <laughs> right now. You feel bad for them. I don't want to do that. They're no. sad. Yeah, if I want to feel sad for somebody, I watch Shameless. That's my go-to. Oh, gosh. Yeah. There's a family you want to feel bad yeah. for. Shameless is great. Yeah. Caught up on every season. Uh, I don't. I think. I think I have one more season to catch up on. I think. Well, how many seasons are there? Ten on that one. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I well, I'm not going to go as far for you. If you haven't. Yeah. If you haven't seen the end of the. Season before the last, I will not spoil it for you. Yeah, well, I because yeah. something happens. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I. I, I don't have Showtime, so I. Mm. I need to wait for it to come out on Netflix. So I think I'm through everything that's streaming and available. Mm. Uh, all right, Will, what are you watching this week? Okay, I am going through Normal People right now on Hulu. Mm. Have you normal seen that? People. Normal is, People. Normal uh, People. Is that with um? Is Amy Sedaris in that? She's not. It's no. from the BBC. Uh, what am I he only watches English television because oh, his wife right, is from right. Wales. Oh, That's right. right. It's a different country. Jerk. Oh. I know, but you still watch all of the English shows. You always bring that up. I don't bring up English shows. You do. What was your About other one? Sex Education? Did you see Catastrophe on, on uh, Hulu? What's that? Well, if you like English shows. He's, no, uh, this is like the first English show I've mentioned. Oh, okay. Well, it's a good it's it's a good show. It's a, an American male comedian and a female English actress, and they wrote, they wrote the show and they star in it, and it's 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 funny. It's cute. Okay, I'll put that in the queue. Yeah. Do yeah. that. I don't know why you said that. The, the last thing I mentioned last uh, last show was motocrossed. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what I suggested for you to watch. By the way, I did you watch motocross? No, no, but you, oh, watched, you didn't oh, watch. Jen, it. have you watched Screwball? Yes. 
How good was that with the yes. kids playing? It's the- like drunk history when the, yeah. <laughs> They're like lip syncing the words, but it's little kids. Yeah. yeah. It's delightful. It's I'm trying good. to get Will to watch yeah, Screwball. I think he would enjoy it because yes. it's not very baseball-y. It just makes you kind of have a little bit of like sideways respect for Alex Rodriguez yeah. and how terrible he is. Yes. He's like all in on being the worst the guy worst ever. Guy and I'm ever. like, oh, I so kind of like it. It yeah. is very good. It's I've good. noticed on Twitter, there's like this, uh, there's this ad that keeps popping up on my feed. It's uh, Alex Rodriguez talking about like the stock market. What? And it's, I think it's for nerd wallet or it might oh. be acorn, but like, I always see it and I'm like, why would I stop for this? <laughs> Why, why do I want to hear from Alex Rodriguez mm-hmm. about no, the stock market? That's, that's the <laughs> furthest reaching thing yeah. I can think. It's like if it, uh, on my feed it was like, hey, uh, here's Michael Jordan talking about how to cook French food. Be like, Ooh. why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, I'd watch. Point. I'd watch. Here's Will Darkens on how to grill the perfect steak. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just put it on the grill. I assume you probably won't, probably want to make the grill hot first. <laughs> How hot, Will? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, hot enough to cook some meat. Yeah, yeah, put I mean, your hand on probably, it. Probably did don't it want to touch it. Like, did it burn your hand? Okay, you're ready. <laughs> and then it's good. Uh, <laughs> all right, now let's get what I'm passionate about. Let's make a beet salad to go with the steak. I guess. <laughs> the perfect time at which you want to boil your beets. <laughs> never, never is a perfect never. time. Yeah. yeah, just never boil beef. No, you want to put it on high for five minutes. Yeah, we're not a boil. Put it back on low for Gross. Okay. hour. Nobody cares. Right. And what? Hour two? You you soak your beets for an hour and give it an hour lowest water? temp possible. Uh, lowest. Barf. That's okay. not boiling beets. That's soaking them. Ugh, beets. I don't even mind beets that much, but just the idea of having to cook beets in your house for an hour on the stove. Well, you don't have to sit there and watch it. I understand that. Do some other stuff. Yeah, yeah. no. I'm, well, listen, that seems like a lot of work. for. So- You're not getting enough out of the beet for it to be worth that work. Oh, but I am, though. All right. Too labor intensive. Yeah. The beta teen flows through my blood and oxidates it, <laughs> creating greater flow to my main and organs. And red poop. And red poop, there you go. which, by the way, scared the living f out of me oh. the first time mm-hmm. I had a lot of beets. Yep. It okay. does. It will frighten you. And Gen- then, and then yes. black poop too, if you have Oreos, which <laughs> Wait, I actually what? had to look Oreos? at. Yeah, I had to look that one no. up, and like half the responses were like, "Dude, you're dying." I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Oh, no. And then the other was like, "No, you dude, you're alright." Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, gr- green, green from uh, Malto Meal Fruit Loops. Go, it'll go bright. I tried that one. It'll go bright green. There yeah, get, get the big bag of not real Fruit Loops. That'll turn it green for you, homie. Jen, what are you mm. watching? Fruit Snoops. Uh, <laughs> there's a Netflix show called Dating Around. Ooh. And it's the, go on. So <laughs> the, everything every time, right? This is why I wanted to tell Will about it. So the premise is one person will go on five first dates. Okay. And then they get to pick one of those people to go on a second date with. So you get to see, like, all of the first dates, and they intertwine them in the way they edit them. It's kind of like you'll see the person asking someone a question, and then the way they edit it, the next person will answer. So it's like you see all five first dates all get, kind of in one. Do you get follow-up after the second date? Um, no, you have to internet that. I mean, you have to Google that. So, you have to but, internet it. <laughs> you got to internet it. <laughs> but there was one episode with this really pretty girl who, was, who went on five first dates, and I think two of them were with women and three of them were with men, and she ended up picking this really cute girl Ooh. that they just had such a, a chemistry when they appeared on the screen oh together. You're like, oh, she's totally going to pick her for the second date. Show name so. again? 
Um, it is called Dating Around. Uh, okay. okay. Yes. Why Will's voice That's changes. Cute. Yes. The, the inflection. Mm-hmm. Which, <laughs> <laughs> I love trashy dating shows. It's so good. They're awesome. But it's like the way it's filmed is really, it's nice. It's, you're like, you forget you're watching a reality show. It's the only thing that my wife and I can both agree on watching. <laughs> it's bad television. <laughs> dating Around. Yeah, dating, dating mm-hmm. crappy dating shows. Mm-hmm. Like we both, like, like we can't watch sports together because she hit, well actually we can kind of agree on tennis but even go. after like yeah, 10 minutes she's like i don't want to watch more yeah uh hey oregon 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 state fans 2014 civil war Whoa. yeah it's up next right here on the fan don't go anywhere maybe it'll end differently this time maybe everyone have a wonderful <laughs> weekend happy, father's, happy day. father's day to all the pops out there uh we're done bye 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 this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.